in the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in amma ba'd. The declaration of al-shahadatayn is the key to heaven. And this key has its own teeth. And the teeth of al-shahadatayn were the conditions of la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah that were discussed in the last two days. There are, on the other hand, actions and or beliefs that contradict the essence of al-shahadatayn. And these are known as Mawaqid la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah The contradictions to the shahadatain of la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah means acts that contradict the essence and the concept of these shahadatain Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it very clear that mankind must follow Islam. Not only that, but to hold to it. And at the same time, dissociate from whatever contradicts it. The declaration, there is no God but Allah, not only negates all false deities, and confirms the worship to Allah, but it also requires complete dissociation from anything, anyone being worshipped other than Allah. يقول المولى عز وجل بعد عود بالله من الشيطان الرجيم لا إكراه في الدين قد تبين الرشد من الغيب فمن يكفر بالطاغوت ويؤمن بالله فقد استمسك بالعروة الوثقى لم فصام لها والله سميع عليم In Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah 2, Ayah 256 Whosoever disbelieves in false deities and believes in Allah Look here, disbelieves in false deities and believes in Allah then he has grasped the most trustworthy handhold that will never break. To declare on the other hand that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the true slave and messenger of Allah requires the belief that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is trusted by Allah to deliver the message of Islam. And that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is to be followed and obeyed because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declared in the Quran وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُ And whatsoever the messenger gives you, take it. And whatsoever he forbid from it, abstain from it and fear Allah. Verily Allah is severe in punishment. There is a nice story that would explain this verse, this ayah, which is in Surah Al-Hashr, Ayah 7. This came in one narration, in one hadith, in which a woman heard that In the complete text of it, it is narrated that Al-Qama Abdullah bin Mas'ud said, the narration by Al-Qama that Abdullah bin Mas'ud said, Allah curses those ladies who practice tattooing and those who get themselves tattooed. And Abdullah bin Mas'ud said, لَعَنَ اللَّهُ الْوَاشِمَاتِ وَالْمُتَوَشِّمَاتِ 
المتنمصات والمتفلجات للحسن المغيرات لخلق الله الله كرسز دوس ليديز هو براكتس تاتوين and those who get themselves tattooed and those ladies who remove the hair from their faces and those who make artificial spaces between their teeth in order to look more beautiful whereby they change Allah's creation فبلغ ذلك امرأة من بني أسد يقال لها أم يعقوب فجاءت فقالت His saying, this is the saying of Abdullah bin Mas'ud, reached a lady from Bani Asr called Umm Ya'qub who came to Abdullah and said, I have come to know that you have cursed such and such lady. He replied, why, should I, why shouldn't I curse those whom Allah's messenger cursed and who are cursed in Allah's book? Umm Ya'qub said, I have read the whole Quran and I have not found in it what you say. He said, Verily if you have read it, meaning the Quran, you have found it. Didn't you read, وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُ And whatsoever the messenger gives you, take it and whatsoever he forbids, abstain from it and fear Allah. She replied, Yes, I did. He said, Verily Allah's Messenger forbade these things. She said, But I see your wife doing these things. He said, Go and watch her. She went and watched her, but could not see anything in support of her statement. On that he, Abdullah bin Mas'ud said, If my wife were as you thought, I would not keep her in my company. That is, I would divorce her. وقال الله عز وجل من يطع الرسول فقد أطاع الله ومن تولى فما أرسلناك عليهم حفيظا In Surah Al-Nisa, Surah 4, Ayah 18 He who obeys the messenger Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم has indeed obeyed Allah والنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وما ينطق عن الهواء إن هو إلا وحي يوحى Nor does he Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam speak of his own. He doesn't speak of his own desire. It is no less than an inspiration sent down to him. This is in the Quran, Surah Al-Najm, which is Surah 53, Ayahs 3 and 4. Not only that, but the condition of faith is heavily linked to the issue of following the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِي مَا شَجَرَ بَيْتُهُمْ ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُوا فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَرَجًا مِمَّا قَضَيْتُ وَيُسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا But know by your Lord, they can have no faith until they make you judge, O Muhammad, in all disputes between them. And find in their souls no resistance whatsoever against your decisions. But accept them fully with submission. And those who will not or would not, there is a severe warning that they may fall in a grave fitna. يقول المولى عز وجل فليحضر الذين يخالفون عن أمره أن تصيبهم فتنة أو يصيبهم عذاب أليم. In Surah An-Nur, Surah 24, Ayah 63, let those beware who oppose the messenger's tradition among the sects, let them be aware. Let some trial befall them, which will lead them to disbelief. هذه الفتنة will lead them to disbelief. Or a grievous torment be inflicted on them. The Prophet ﷺ, in explaining this, laid down a beautiful hadith, in which he says, He who does an act, من عمل عملا ليس عليه أمرنا فهو رد. He who does an act, which our matter, that is our religion, is not in agreement with, will have it rejected. 
The sunnah of the Prophet is the manifestation of Muhammad Rasulullah. All the ways and methods that the Muslim need to fulfill the declaration of al shahadatain are explained in the Quran and by the Prophet Allah and His Messenger warned that there are ways that will lead to shirk, kufr or disbelief. And the Muslim must be very knowledgeable about this matter so that he does not indulge in practices and concepts that will contradict the essence of al-shahadatain and that he also will be able to expose those who may declare the shahadatain yet they are indeed enemies of Islam they hide behind the shahadatain yet they represent one or another of the various sects that has nothing to do of Islam except by lip declaration of the shahadatain not believing in them and on the other hand plotting against those who believe in them try to sway their beliefs by throwing doubts about the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the tremendous impact of neglecting the shahadatain and not understanding them may lead the person in fact to fall in the thing which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has warned against severely and that is al-shirk bi'ayyah Allah la yaghfiru an yushraka bih wa yaghfiru ma duna dhalika liman yasha wa man yushrik billahi faqadalla dalalan ba'ida in surah an-nisa 116 verily Allah gives not the sin of setting up rivals in worship with him but he forgives whom he pleases other sins than that. إِنَّهُ مَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَأْوَاهُ النَّارِ وَمَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ مِنْ أَنْصَارِ سورة المائدة سورة 5 آية 72 Verily whosoever sets up rivals in worship with Allah then Allah has forbidden paradise for him and the fire of hell will be his abode. To set up intermediates between a person and Allah, calling upon them and interceding with them and depending upon them is a contradiction to the essence of al-shahadatayn. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this regard says, فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ In Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah 2, Ayah 22. Then set not up rivals unto Allah while you know. What do you mean you know? You know well the fact. You know well the fact that there is no one could help you or offer you what you need except Allah. The Prophet ﷺ was asked, in a hadith which is collected by Bukhari and Muslim, which sin is the greatest or the gravest? He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that you set up rivals unto Allah despite the fact that He has created you. You set up rivals with Allah despite the fact that He has created you. In our da'wah efforts, talking to someone who associates one deity or other with Allah, yet he believes that God, Allah, is the Creator, one could remind him of this thing, that he is the one who had created you, that yet you set up rivals with him, this is the way to turn the favor that he has given you. This is the way you estimate him. 
And this all results, this shirk and its forms, results from one basic aspect, and that is, وَمَا قَدَرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّقَدْ They have never or they have failed to properly estimate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the proper estimation that He deserves. And that's why they have resorted into things that are, that took forms in humans or in uh, graves or in saints or all these forms that we discussed during the past two days. How people have adopted various kinds of shirk. I have put on this chart an illustration of the kinds of shirk that the person, the Muslim should be aware of. Some of these were discussed. Some may have not been discussed in detail. But they take two forms, the major and the minor. You, some of you now, alhamdulillah, have you know, a good idea so, uh, about some aspects of this shirk. But the first part of them, we'll go over really quickly, is under the major shirk, is shirk al-du'a, shirk of invocation. To call other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Yunus, which is Surah 10, Ayah 106, says, وَلَا تَدْعُ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَنْفَعُكَ وَلَا يَضُرُّكَ فَإِنْ فَعَلْتَ فَإِنَّكَ إِذًا مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ أي مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ Don't call other than Allah those who benefit you not or harm you not. For if you do so, you will fall into grave injustice. And this grave injustice is the shirk. It is the gravest injustice as has been explained by the Prophet ﷺ. The second form is shirk al-mahabba. Shirk and love. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Baqarah says, in Surah Al-Baqarah, which is Surah 2, Ayah 165, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ Yet of mankind are some who take to worship others besides Allah and set, up them, set them up as rivals with Allah or to Allah. They love them as they love Allah, but those who believe, this is the quality of the believers, love Allah more than anything else. This is in Surah 2, Ayah 165. The other form of major shirk is the shirk in the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To believe that someone may have divine attributes. For example, to believe that a prophet or a righteous man can know the unseen. This is a quality and attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Anyone who would believe so is committing a contradiction for the aspect or the essence of al-shahadatayn. Mainly, La ilaha illallah, the first part. And part of it is the tawheed and the oneness in the names of attributes of Allah. وَعِنْدَهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells, وَعِنْدَهُ مَفَاتِحُ الْغَيْبِ لَا يَعْلَمُهَا إِلَّا هُ In Surah Al-An'am, which is Surah 6, Ayah 59. And with him are the keys of the unseen. None knows them but he. So anyone who would claim, righteous man or otherwise, that he knows the unseen, he contradicts the tawheed, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shirk of ta'ah, the shirk of obedience. Obeying someone against the authority of Allah is a contradiction to the essence of la ilaha illallah. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells in surah al-tawbah which is surah 9 ayah 31 about the Jews and Christians اتخذوا احبارهم ورهبانهم اربابا من دون الله والمسيح ابن مريم وما امروا الا ليعبدوا الها واحدا they the Jews and Christians took their rabbis and their monks to be their lords how by obeying them in things that they made lawful or unlawful according to their own desires and not according to the orders of Allah they had taken them as lords beside Allah and also took as their lord Jesus son of Mary while they the Jews and Christians were ordered in the Torah and the gospel to worship none but one God Allah there is none to be worshiped but he praise and glory be to him far above is he from having the partners they associate with him the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in an authentic hadith that was collected by imam ahmad قال صلى الله عليه وسلم لا طاعة لمخلوق في معصية الخالق There can be no obedience to any created human being if it contradicts the obedience to the creator Allah Then شرك الحلول شرك الحلول Pantheism شرك of dwelling This is the belief to some that Allah is united with his creation. Ta'ala Allah amma yasifuna aluwan kabira. Allah is above what they attribute to him. This doctrine defines Allah as dwelling in various forces and workings of the universe. The mystic sect of Sufism And one of its famous preachers that was mentioned during the previous talks by the name of Ibn Arabi who lived in the year between of the years between 560 and died in the year 638 Hijrah adopted such beliefs Some Sufis think that their scholars are under divine revelation Most of these beliefs originated in India and Persia and are philosophical in nature Christians after Jesus alayhi salam adopted the concept of dwelling in the form of incarnation saying that Jesus is God incarnate ta'ala allahu amma yasifun Allah is above his creation distinct from his creation he knows everything he sees everything the hidden and the manifested he encompasses everything but does not dwell in anything the concept of incarnation contradicts the perfect attributes of Allah No one with the simplest common sense would like to think of Allah united with a human being because it necessitates a change in his attributes from the divine and perfect to that of the imperfect human. All creation is in need of Allah. He says to the matter be and it will be. He is most glorified in his names and in his attributes. شرك التصرف running the affairs to believe that there are some people who can run the affairs of universe contradicts the essence of tawheed and this is a major shirk the sufi mystics call such people aqtab a q t a b Aqtab, plural from Qutb. They know that those who committed shirk in Arabia at the time of the Prophet ﷺ knew that Allah alone is the one who controls and runs the affairs of the universe. They admitted to that. The mushriks of the Arabs admitted to that. 
They had, however, as we know, set up intermediates between them and Allah, committing the shirk in worship, calling their intermediates for help, aid, etc. They did not commit the shirk in lordship. The Mushrik Arabs did not commit the shirk in worship, in, in, in lordship. They testified that Allah is the true Lord, the sustainer, provider, creator. But look at these mystics. They make their aktab similar in their attributes to that of Allah and His Lordship. وَمَنْ يُدَبِّرُ الْأَمْرَ فَسَيَقُولُونَ اللَّهِ They admitted the Arabs to that. In Surah Yunus, just one, one citation, Surah Yunus, Ayah 31. And who rules and regulates all affairs? They will say Allah. The Mushrik Arabs admitted to that. So look at these mystics. They give their aqtab what the Mushrik Arabs did not but testify to the fact that Allah is the only Lord. Shirk al-Khawf. Shirk of fear. Fearing that someone, dead or alive, present or absent, have certain powers by which they could harm others. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَلَيْسَ اللَّهُ بِكَافٍ عَبْدَهُ وَيُخَوِّفُونَكَ بِالَّذِينَ مِنْ دُونِهِ In Surah Al-Zumar, Al-Ayah 36. Is not Allah sufficient for His slaves? Yet they try to frighten you with those whom they worship besides Allah. This is in Surah 39, Ayah 36. In Surah Al-An'am, which is Surah 6, Ayah 81, وَكَيْفَ أَخَافُ مَا أَشْرَكْتُمْ وَلَا تَخَافُونَ أَنَّكُمْ أَشْرَكْتُمْ بِاللَّهِ مَا لَمْ يُنَزِّلْ بِهِ سُلْطَانًا and why should I fear those whom you associate in worship with Allah? Though they can neither benefit nor harm. When you fear not that you have joined in worship with Allah, things for which He has sent down no authority. This is in Surah 6, Ayah 81. Normal fear, of course, from animals or a cruel oppressor is much shirk. So we don't confuse the two. There is one I did not put there, but I will put it now. It's called Shirk al Shirk al This means choosing or accepting a rule other than the rule of Allah and believing that it is better than the rule of Allah or equal to it. This is shirk. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Shura, Surah 42, Ayah 21, أَمْ لَهُمْ شُرَكَاءُ شَرَعُوا لَهُمْ مِنَ الدِّينِ مَا لَمْ يَأْذَنْ بِهِ اللَّهِ Or have they partners with Allah who have made laws for them in religion that which Allah allowed not. So those who rule by other than the rule of Allah because of certain beliefs that it is better than the law of Allah, they fall into the shirk of hakimiyyah. But those who rule by other than the rule of Allah, please have your attention to this, those who rule by other than the rule of Allah, because of certain desires and or weaknesses, while believing that the rule of Allah is most perfect, they commit what is known as practical kufr, which is the lesser degree of kufr that does not take them out of Islam. It's very critical. Many of you have come up to me saying things about 
the kufr and its understanding. And we have to differentiate between two kinds of kufr. Al-kufr al-i'tiqadi wal-kufr al-amali. The first type of kufr, kufr al-i'tiqadi, meaning in conviction. He believes in such and such thing what contradicts the essence of Tawheed, that would take the Muslim out of Islam. Convictional kufr. But practical kufr does not take the Muslim out of Islam. This is very, very critical. Because it will safeguard the Ummah. Many of the fitans or fitna that occurs in Muslim nations is due to misunderstanding of this concept. That some don't differentiate between the two. There are people who do certain acts of kufr and it is very vivid that it is an act of kufr but you cannot say to him he is a kafir until you establish evidence upon him. But we see now Muslims making takfir right and left. The easiest word that would come on the tongue is kafir. Everything they do, kafir, kafir, kafir. Suppose this happens to one member of your family. And he says, I like to drink. And he commits drinking. And drinking is unlawful, haram. There is a difference now in two things. If he's doing it because of his weakness, believing it is haram, then he is committing a sin, ma'asiyah. But if he is making it halal for himself, convictionally to drink, then he is making what? Kufr. Now, do you immediately go to him and say you are a kafir, even though he is making an act which is to you, drinking, you can't say he's a kafir from the very beginning, but you heard to him, you heard that he is saying, hey, it is good to, uh, to uh, drink and, uh, you know, I believe it, it must be right. Huh? You go to him and establish evidence upon him. If he holds to that, then he is a kafir. If he holds to that, then he becomes a kafir. But if he doesn't hold to that, and things become clearer to him, yet he still drinks because of his weakness, then he is a Muslim, but a disobedient Muslim. His affair is left to Allah if he dies on that matter. Very critical things, we have to talk about them more and more, inshallah, across the talk. هذا شرك الحاكمية نعم شرك الطاعة شرك الأوبيدينس ذكرنا شرك الأوبيدينس اللي هو متعلق بتحليل الحلال والحرام من بعض الناس واتباعهم and follow them while they make the halal haram and the haram halal and they obey them if they obey them the rule applies to everything the rule is this man waqa'a bil kufri man fa'ala al kufra la yutlaqu at takfir bi'aynihi alayhi man waqa'a bil kufri man waqa'a bil kufr the one who commits an act of kufr you cannot say specifically on him he is a kafir until you establish evidence upon him Maybe he is Hadith Ahdim bil Islam, new to Islam. Could you come and say you are a Kafir? 
Immediately, you cannot. And on the other hand, ليس كل من ابتدع أو وقع في البدعة فهو مبتدع. Not everyone who commits a bid'ah becomes a mubtada. Not everyone who commits an innovation becomes an innovator. No. It has to be shown to him that it is a bid'ah. Then, if he is relieved, alhamdulillah. If he insists on his bid'ah, ويوالي ويحارب عليها فقد ابتدع. If he stays on his bid'ah and then, you know, calling others for it, turning you away because you are against it, you are in sunnah, then he becomes a mubtada' calling for his bid'ah. Then you call him an innovator. Many Muslims were and are still having an issue of inferiority complex when it comes to matters of nations that are highly sophisticated and in progress and they become slowly and slowly adopting their ways and bringing them to Muslim lands and they start liking them the Kafir. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and those before him had been warned that وَلَقَدْ أُوْحِيَ إِلَيْكَ وَإِلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ لَإِنْ عَشَرَكْتَ لَيَحْبَطَنَّ عَمَلُكَ وَلَتَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ أين وجه الدلالة if Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and those before him <coughs> whom Allah had revealed revelations to them would commit shirk or join others in worship with Allah all of their deeds will be in vain and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is warned saying to him وَلَتَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ and certainly you Muhammad will be amongst the losers in surah 39-65 this is, I'm talking about the implications now of these things. All these Kafir nations, those who are in delusion and confusion about them, miss this ayah. Muhammad wasallam, the best of mankind, is warned if he would fall in shirk, all of his deeds will be in vain. They would come on the day of judgment, the Muslims, should be told this, who is in delusion. They will come on the day of judgment. فَقَدِمْنَا إِلَى مَا عَمِلُوا مِنْ عَمَلٍ فَجَعَلْنَاهُ هَبَاءً مَنْثُورًا And we will come to every deed that they have done and on the day of judgment we'll make it like a scattered dust. So the Muslims should not be in delusion. All of their deeds will be in vain regardless of the progress they would achieve. Regardless of how much technology they have already achieved, if they die on that state, it will be in vain, worthless, weighing nothing. So the Muslim should have not, shouldn't have his heart attached to these aspects, thinking that, and many have fell into this issue, they become slowly and slowly uh, thinking of religion as the cause for our retardation or as the cause for our in progress. We don't have progress. Because if you are going through this, look at them. They have done everything, liberated themselves and stuff, and produced such a progress and strong state and etc. Not taking this into the aspect of Aqeedah will make him slowly and slowly admire them. And there is a fear that he may become one of them. In conviction as well as in action. This is a note. Those who do not believe that the mushrikeen, those who commit shirk, are kuffar, or doubt their kuffar, or defend and correct anyone who defends and correct the believers, I'm sorry, the beliefs of the kuffar, then he or they themselves 
become kuffar. I will repeat. Those who don't believe that the mushrikeen are kuffar or doubt their kuffar or defend and correct the beliefs of the kuffar, then they themselves are kuffar. This contradicts the essence of la ilaha illallah. This is one of the greatest contradictions to the declaration of Tawheed. Many Muslims are reluctant and feel even ashamed to say the word kafir to describe a disbeliever who is known to be a disbeliever. Some took the kuffar with great deal of admiration, fear and obedience. Those have inferiority complex that lead them to become blind followers and defenders of the kuffar and their ways. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَن يَتَوَلَّهُمْ مِنْكُمْ فَإِنَّهُ مِنْهُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَهْدِي الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ And he amongst you who take them as friends, then surely he is one of them. Friend becomes one of them? How come he becomes kafir? We have to look at the word مِنْهُمْ وَمَن يَتَوَلَّهُمْ مِنْكُمْ فَإِنَّهُ مِنْهُمْ This wilaya of them, taking them as friends, wholeheartedly, with conviction. Underline these words. Wholeheartedly and with conviction becomes like one of them. But if he, because of his weaknesses, whether a ruler or just a simple person, he takes them as friends, he will be committing what? What kind of kufr? The practical kufr. Is he out of Islam? No. But if he wholeheartedly loves them, hugs them, likes their beliefs, fear them, obey them, convictionally, huh? And he becomes like them? He becomes like them. Should evidence be established on him or not? لا يتخذ المؤمنين المؤمنون الكافرين أولياء من دون المؤمنين ومن يفعل ذلك فليس من الله في شيء إلا أن تتقوا منهم تقاه ويحذركم الله نفسه وإلى الله المصير In Surah Al-Imran, Surah 3, Ayah 28 Let not the believers take for friends disbelievers instead of the believers And whoever does that will never be helped by Allah in any way except if you are obliged to defend yourself from them precociously. An exception. And Allah warns you against himself, his punishment, and to Allah is the final return. Some think that the guidance by someone other than the Prophet ﷺ is better and more perfect. And that ruling by other than the rule of Muhammad ﷺ is better. If they convictionally believe so, then they are kuffar. They contradict the essence of al-shahadatayn. لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ قَالْ فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ مَنْ حَكِّمُ مَنْ الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم فيما شجر بينهم ثم لا يجدوا في أنفسهم حرجا مما قضيت ويسلموا تسليما but by no, by no, by your Lord they can have no faith until they make you judge in all disputes between them and find in their souls no resistance against your decisions but accept them fully with submission This is in Surah An-Nisa, Ayah 65. Whoever hates any command or anything of the Prophet ﷺ message, although he may practicing it, becomes a kafir. How? He hates any command or anything of the Prophet ﷺ message, although he may be practicing it, but he hates it. And he is a kafir. 
Where is the proof? نحن نصبر عليك حتى تغيره. ذلك بأنه forbids you from something wrong. You don't shun the truth in that. لا تعرض عن الحق الذي فيه ولكن تعرض عن سوء الطريقة التي ألقيت إليك بها النصيحة. Somebody orders you to do a right or to forbid a wrong. Wants you to forbid a wrong, don't do a wrong. You know the truth and you don't hate that truth in it, but you hate the way that it was said to you to do it. هذا ليس إعراض. هذا ليس إعراض مكثف. ثم ليس لزاما. أن كل حليق للحية يبغض الله ورسوله ليس لزاما It is not that everyone who doesn't have a beard who doesn't grow a beard hates Allah and his messenger and the message ليس لزاما ما هو الدليل What is the proof? What's the evidence? Some of the Sahaba did some acts that not, were not except disobedient acts. One Sahabi used to drink. Used to drink. وَلَكِنَّهُ لَمْ يَكُمْ مُعْرِضًا عَنِ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ Yet he was not hating Allah and his messenger nor his message. Some of the Sahaba killed him. لعنه بعض الصحابة. وقال ما أكثر ما يؤتى به. How many times and he's brought like this, drunk, drunk. والنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم موجود. وقال إنه يحب الله ورسوله. He described him that he loves Allah and His Messenger, but he got that problem. He was not mu'arid, he was not hating. So laysa lizama. When I see someone, oh, he doesn't have a lihya, this means he is, you know, he hates the order about the lihya. Laysa lizama. So, these are some exceptions to this rule. Any person who mocks any part of Islam or any of Allah's names and attributes, then he becomes a kafir. Any person who mocks any part of Islam or any of Allah's names and attributes becomes a kafir. In Surah At-Tawbah, Surah 9, Ayah 65, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَئِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ لَيَقُولُنَّ إِنَّمَا كُنَّا مَخُوضُ وَنَلْعَبُ قل أبي الله وآياته ورسوله كنتم تستهزئون. Was it at Allah and His signs and His messenger that you were mocking? Make no excuse. قد كفرتم بعد إيمانكم. Make no excuse. You have disbelieved. You became kufar after you have believed. Because of their mocking. Some group were in Tabuk with the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. And they started mocking the people who recite the Quran amongst them. They said, oh look at them, they have big bellies and uh, they you know, utter some lies, things like that. Immediately, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to the Prophet sallallahu this verse. Was it at Allah and His signs and His messengers that you were mocking? Make no excuse, you have disbelief became kuffar after you had been and they came rushing for excuse but they had uttered that and said it after they had believed and this is tihza is obvious 
as it is the case in this which incident which happened in Ghazwa Tabuk and sometimes it may be less obvious sometimes it may be less obvious like for example he may be passing by uh, a, a pious Muslim reciting uh, Quran uh, following the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ properly and everything and people uh, start mocking in not obvious ways by certain moves, by certain uh, eye blinking or things like that it may not be really quite obvious this becomes a mocking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warned not to sit with these people if they do so even in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَقَدْ نَزَّلَ عَلَيْكُمْ أَنْ إِذَا سَمِعْتُمْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ يُكْفَرُ بِهَا أَوْ يُسْتَهْزَأُ بِهَا يُكْفَرُ بِهَا وَيُسْتَهْزَأُ بِهَا فَلَا تَقْعُدُوا مَعَهُمْ حَتَّى يَخُوضُوا فِي حَدِيثٍ غَيْرٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has brought down to you that if you hear the verses, the signs and verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the verses, ayat of Allah being denied and be mocked, then don't sit with them. Don't sit with these people who do so. Until they change the subject. If you do so, إِنَّكُمْ إِذَا مِثْلُهُمْ Then you become like them. You have to leave. Because this compromises a quality of hypocrisy. هَذِهِ مِنْ صِفَاتُ الْمُنَافِقِينَ وَرَدَتْ It came in Surah سورة المطففين الله سبحانه وتعالى says إن الذين أجرموا كانوا من الذين آمنوا يضحكون وإذا مروا بهم يتغامزون those who were wicked when they would pass or they used to make fun of the believers if they passed by them they would mock them this is in Surah Al-Mutafifin, Ayahs 29 to 36, the end of it. So these are qualities of hypocrisy. Qualities of hypocrisy that the Muslims should be aware, definitely not to indulge in. Involvement in magic, including practicing or accepting ways that may, number one, sway man from the good things he likes, for example, using magic to sow discord between a man and his wife or reduce man to do what he dislikes and is bad for him these ways of magic are satanic Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah ayah 102 وَمَا كَفَرَ سُلَيْمَانَ وَلَكِنَّ الشَّيَاطِينَ كَفَرَ يُعَلِّمُونَ النَّاسَ السِّحْرَ وَمَا أُنزِلَ عَلَى الْمَلَكَيْنِ بِبَابِ لَهَا رُوتَ وَمَا رُوتَ وَمَا يُعَلِّمَانِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ حَتَّى يَقُولَا إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ فِتْنَةٌ فَلَا تَكْفُرْ فَيَتَعَلَّمُونَ مِنْهُمَا مَا يُفَرِّقُونَ بِهِ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ وَزَوْجِهِ وَمَا هُمْ بِضَارِّينَ بِهِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ الآيات Solomon did not disbelieve Prophet Solomon But the devil is disbelieved Teaching men magic And such things that came down at Babylon To the two angels Harut and Marut but neither of these two angels taught anyone such things till they had said we are only for trial so disbelieve not by learning the magic from us learning magic and to discord between man and his wife or to reduce man to do the things that he dislikes practicing these ways are satanic ways and contradict the essence of al-shahadatayn these are some acts that contradict the essence of the shahadatain and would lead 
the Muslim to indulge into practices that are so dangerous regarding his belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I will end this talk to you by elaborating a little bit on one aspect that was discussed all by our fellow uh, brothers here before me, but I needed, I felt that I need to talk about it a little bit more. And that relates to the minor shift. The minor shirk is a major sin. It could lead to major shirk. It does not, however, make the Muslim a kafir. The one who commits a major sin remains a Muslim unless he disregards Allah's prohibition and makes it permissible for himself to indulge in sin. In this case, he exits the fold of Islam. The part that deals with Riyah, which is a minor show-off, it's an act of worship or religious deed done in order to gain, to gain praise, fame, or for worldly purpose, fall under this form of shirk. يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن أخوف ما أخاف عليكم الشرك الأصغر الرياء يقول الله تعالى يوم القيامة إذا جزى الناس بأعمالهم اذهبوا إلى الذين تراؤون في الدنيا فانظروا هل تجدون عندهم من جزاء حديث صحيح رواه أحمد The thing I fear most for you is the minor shirk the riyah on the day of reckoning, when Allah rewards mankind according to, the, to their deeds, He will say, Go to those whom you used to show off your deeds, and find out whether you have any reward with them. This is an authentic hadith collected by Imam Ahmad. The second part of it is to make an oath by other than Allah. Al-Hilfu Allah. Yaqul al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. من حلف بغير الله فقد أشرك حديث صحيح رواه أحمد Whoever makes an oath by other than Allah then he has committed shirk This could take the form of major shirk if the person believes that the one by which the oath is being made could either benefit or harm it, it will be transferred to the major shirk. Ash-shirk al-khasim. Inconspicuous shirk. This is like saying, had I done, or not done, such and such, or had I said such and such, I would have succeeded. Huh? لو فعلت كذا وكذا أو لم أفعل كذا وكذا لنجحت. Why? Because it implies being inwardly dissatisfied with the inevitable condition that has been ordained by Allah. Ibn Abbas رضي الله عنه explained it is like saying to someone Allah wills and you will I shall do such and such. Also, if someone says, had it not been for Allah and for you, I would have not been able to perform such and such. The Prophet ﷺ said, لا تقولوا ما شاء الله وشاء فلان ولكن قولوا ما شاء الله ثم شاء فلان. حديث صحيح رواه أحمد وغيره. Don't say had Allah and such and such person will, but instead say had Allah then such and such person will. It's an authentic hadith collected by Ahmed and others. When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aydan akhbarana anna shirka fikum akhfa min dadib al-naml wa sa'adulluka ala shay'in idha fa'alha. 
أذهب عنك صغار الشرك وكبار تقول اللهم إني أعوذ بك أن أشرك بك وأن أشرك بك وأنا أعلم وأستغفرك لما لا أعلم حديث في صحيح الجامع Shirk in the Muslim nation is more inconspicuous than the creeping of the black ant. And I shall tell you about something if you do, you will shun off both the minor and the, ma- and the major shirk. You say, in this dua, you say, O oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from associating in you anything or anyone while I know. And I seek your forgiveness in the things that I don't know. This is Hadith Sahih, uh, quoted from Sahih Al-Jama', volume 1, Hadith number 694. But I can't go because my five minutes have gone to seven. And they have taken twelve also out of my talk. We obey the 